Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite well, my friend. How are you today? You know, I'm doing all right. I'm feeling uh, feeling pretty good and uh, ready for the show. Always happy for a Saturday show, by the way. Yeah, well, we've been doing a lot on Sundays lately, but uh, why the switch this week? Because normally you say you're too busy on Saturdays. I, well, A, I wasn't too busy this Saturday, for one. So okay. That's, that's one. Well, that's a good thing. Um, so Did you get more help, or what, what changed to make you not busy this Saturday? Just didn't have stuff I normally would have to do on Saturday. Didn't have to do it this Saturday. That was about it. Yeah. You know, just yeah. the way the schedule worked out that I worked, it worked out. To so it wasn't through any uh, managerial uh, masterwork on your part. It was just uh, luck of the draw, huh? I, I mean, I wouldn't call it well, luck of the draw. I just would say that I was able to get more things done on Friday than I was normally able to do. So I, and I'm still going to go up there on Sunday and work, but like I, I, I don't have to go up there. You know, I didn't have to get things done today. So, right. You can send some, like last Sunday. So was, basically what you're saying is you're a mediocre uh, employee at best. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's do your performance review right now. <laughs> How do you feel you can improve? <laughs> what are your three weakest areas? Uh, shut the fuck up. You know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people who have to go through shit like that, and I feel so bad for them. You know, people who work in the corporate world. I mean, you and I, we, we both, you know, we work for ourselves. We're self-employed. We bust our asses, but, well, not me so much anymore. My, my lifestyle is kind of, you know, a little pretty even keel. But you right now, you're growing a business, so you're really busting hump. Yeah. You know. Um, but I do feel so sorry for all the people in the corporate world that have to, you know, go see the bobs, so to speak. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> You know, it's funny is with this kind of business, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing the bobs all the time, but I'm talking to customer, I'm talking to, to clients all the time. And right. so you feel, you know, with different ones kind of feel different ways well, and stuff. Yeah. But it's a whole different dynamic when that's you, true. you own a company and you're, you know, trying to keep your customers happy, but that's a whole lot different. It's a whole different story when, cause you only have to go so far to keep a customer happy because if you lose a customer, it's not the end of the world. But yeah. if, you, if the bobs are unhappy, you lose your job. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. Well, no, that's true. That's no, a no, much no. bigger deal than losing a client or a customer yeah no yeah. that's true that's true oh before we go any further let me just say um for new members this week we have two new members this week uh in the conspicuous duffel bag level michael shields and in the lonely briefcase level travis raker thank you both very much for signing up this absolutely week. Uh, thank you so much uh, for uh, participating in the show and and uh, helping to support us and not being like all these other freeloading motherfuckers that just listen to the show for free but uh, you people you people really stepped up, and we appreciate it. And so if you would like to be on part of our Patreon, you go to patreon.com slash unattendedbaggage. That's patreon.com slash unattendedbaggage. So another good thing, though, about coming here on a Saturday is Chick-fil-A is open. Oh, that's right. Because on Sundays, right. Chick-fil-A is not open. Good, yeah, because you normally like to get your little chicken biscuits thing. My on little the chicken here. minis, yeah, yeah, the little chicken minis. You still, you still in all this time have not brought me chicken minis. 
Oh, you know, you're right. You know, and I keep dropping hints. Oh, I never tried that. Hmm. That, that sounds pretty good. How about you, know? you just like hit me over the head and say, why don't you bring me some next time? Uh, well, you know, I wanted to see if you actually, uh, you know, I, I would think that after, you know, us being in a, such a close relationship for so long, you, you should understand my feelings better, Alex. You know, I mean, you should know. I shouldn't have to tell you these things. <laughs> No, I pick me up. Coming some, from the guy that's uncomfortable when I give him a hug. Yeah. Just well, went total chick on me. That's that's the hugging thing is so gay. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> next Saturday, bring me a fucking chicken mini. Now we're going to do it from Sunday from now on. Yeah, probably. You're going to reschedule <laughs> just for that purpose. No, no, no. No, I so, do. Well, this if Sunday. I can do it on, if I can do it on Saturday, I actually prefer to do it on Saturday because yeah. it makes my weekend feel longer too. Yeah, that's true. And, and Sundays, uh, you know, it's kind of like a. Well, here's the thing. I actually have a lot of my clients are closed on Sunday. So Sunday is commonly a work day for me. Yeah. So not this Sunday, though. Yeah. Well, actually, I am working a little bit in the morning, but uh, the afternoon will definitely be free because I am definitely watching the Bucks game uninterrupted. So, but I did want to say something about the whole, because the Bucks game is on Sunday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it's at three. So there's something else I wanted to say about the in Chick-fil-A and line Chick-fil-A. The, oh, okay. the line Chick-fil-A. Right. So the line always moves fast in Chick-fil-A. But the, in the line, in the lane next to me, was a cop. Right. And I'm listening to the, like, my, whoever was taking my order, my order taker, right? Right. Was on the microphone, and you could hear that there were customers basically asking the Chick-fil-A employees to pay for the cop's meal. Multiple people. Right. They were almost, not arguing about it, but, like, they were kind of, like, you know, jockeying for who's going to get to pay for the cop's meal in Chick-fil-A. Bootlickers. <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> that's why cops probably go to Chick Fil A because they know at Taco Bell they got to worry about their shit getting spit in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chick Fil A. I mean, shit. That's uh, right wing as far as you could go, man. They're, they they love their uh, you know blue stripe flag. So I mean, it was just <laughs> weird how well they she wants to pay for it and she asked first. Well, she wants to pay for it and she asked first or whatever, and it was just like right. Yeah. Well, at least it's not the Georgia cop who cried because people don't buy her food at McDonald's anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If y'all remember her, she got so upset because, uh, you know, nobody offered to, nobody thanked her for her service and, and offered to pay for her food when she was at McDonald's. Yeah. Well, the other, the other thing I thought was funny was, so the woman that was there was, the, the woman that was taking my order was asking well, how come nobody fights over paying for my food? Good for her. <laughs> right. So that was actually kind of funny. What do you do for a living? <laughs> you know, you're, if you're a stripper, I'll buy your food. <laughs> if you're a stripper, I probably already did. Right. <laughs> oh, God. You know, people are just, uh, I, I don't understand them at all anymore. I mean, at one point, I actually, like, look, you were trying to pay for somebody else's food. So, I mean, at that point, it's a good Fine, thing, whatever. I guess. Yeah, but, you know. But just, you know, the fact that it was like, like, the, look, that's that's that is Republican virtue signaling. That is Republican. That virtue is signaling. totally Republican virtue. That is signaling. totally Republican virtue signaling. <laughs> that totally is. But I'm I'm just so glad that uh, all our problems are solved now that Biden's in office. You know, <laughs> Jesus, everything's fixed. <laughs> everything's oh perfect now. Well, it's funny that if you listen to the media, like a lot of the stuff this week about Biden's inauguration and stuff, like you know, and you listen to them, you okay, you know, here's the thing. I didn't really have a problem that you had a media that went after Trump all the time for all the stuff that he did. Uh, you kind of did. I did a little bit. Yeah, but let you kind of did. You bitched about it every now Let and me again. just say this, though. So 
they would not that they were going after him, but because they were doing it so biasly. Yeah, yeah, so biasly. Yeah. But this is the part that this is this is the other side of that bias part that you're seeing now. Because now we still have all these deaths going on. His plan is basically the same plan that that you know wear a mask. That's his plan, right? You know, and where he can mandate it in federal areas, he's mandating wearing a mask. But other well, than hang that, on a second. During the campaign, he was saying, "I have a plan to stop COVID. If I'm elected, we're going to stop COVID." Now yeah, that he's in office, 100 days, wear a mask. Yeah, he. Now, yeah, now that he's in office, he's like, "Well, there's nothing we can really do to stop the spread." Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, uh, didn't you have a plan? I thought you said you had a plan. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, obviously you and I and all the other smart people listening knew there was no fucking plan. Yeah. You know, and if there was a plan, it would mean like the most totalitarian nightmare you could imagine, which probably still wouldn't work anyway uh, for a multitude of reasons. But the point is, is that so many people just, you know, bought that. Oh yeah. He's got a plan. And now that, you know, again, so much of everything going on out there today is just our perception of things that is totally torqued and not our perception, you and me, and probably not a lot of our listeners, but just the general population's perception of thing that they've been spoon fed by, you know, the media and the politicians and all that. So reality is yeah, kind of broken these days. Yeah. It absolutely broken these days. Yeah. But But, Biden's in office, so it's fixed. It's no problem. But this is my problem with the media though. The media part of it is, is that instead of actually at least trying to like ask tough questions to Biden. Now the tough questions to pilot to, to our, to our president, to the president is now done. Like they're right. just not going to do it. Oh yeah. And if there yeah. even is like, like even if there is one person, even if there's one correspondent that asks one question, that's even remotely on, you know, like going down the road of like, well, isn't that just the same plan that Trump had? Right. He, Give me a break, man. Come on. Give me a break. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. But this is what the media is going to do at this point, which is why again, they are. We'll, yeah. we'll get to a story later on. But they're 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 like, you trust in like cockroaches more than you trust the media, even though you believe them still, because it's the weirdest thing when you get into these stats. But we'll get, like I said, we'll get into it later. But just, just to listen to people will say, oh, I don't trust the media, but the narrative that the media goes down, you see repeated by people all the time. Right. So you don't believe them, but you listen to them and believe them. Yeah. Like you really do believe them. You parrot them. Even you, you say you don't believe them and you say you don't trust them, but um, you go with it as a source anyway. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. you look to them for confirmation of your own bias regardless. Yeah. You know, to whatever outlet you want to go to. Right. So, um, a couple of the things before we get into some major stories that I wanted to get, get into with you, though. First one is, I see that you're wearing the controversial t-shirt today. What? Why is that controversial? Well, remember when we, it was, okay, so this is a black, don't tread on anyone, uh, Libertarian Party of Florida t-shirt that Adrian owned. Right. That Adrian owns. That Remember, I think you, you, there was somebody that you had buy these shirts and then this was the you know part of the fundraising strategy right. that ended up that the person ended up not doing what they needed to do with the shirts. Uh, I don't recall that at all. No, maybe I don't. Maybe yeah. maybe it's just me. all I know is I have I'm wearing this shirt and I'm pretty sure I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck you, Libertarian Party of Florida. This was a gift to me. You you paid for it with blood, sweat, and tears. No, definitely paid for it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, paid with for it. Hours invested and then some. Yeah, millions of hours invested. Yeah, a lot of millions, it. but a lot, a lot, many more hundreds, than, more than twenty, probably thousands, actually, more than forty. <laughs> yeah, way more than 40. <laughs> but why was this controversial? I don't even remember that story at all. 
I think people because people like it. It, it wasn't. It's a, a good T-shirt. I mean, it's it's. Oh, a, it was a good T-shirt. Except no, no. now that the you know the Gadsden flag drunk tread on me has been so bastardized that it's you know I'm almost afraid to wear this in public just because you know are you a proud boy? No, fuck those people. Oh no, no, yeah. they, they they've taken that away. Right. Which yeah. okay, which may actually, which may actually lend to the reason why that the next clip actually works the way that it does because this was something that the LP used and that you've seen libertarians use. But now that we're being, now that Biden's in office, you can see the attack on libertarians coming. Yeah, and so, this is a, this is a John Brennan uh, talking on MSNBC and John Brennan, who you know, uh, former uh, CIA director and also held some other positions. I think in, he puts also part of the NSA. Yeah, something like that, but uh, let's go ahead. He's a very bad person. Yeah, let's roll the clip. On the call, I was thinking today that uh, this is the most relaxed I've been uh, in the course of many inaugurations I've watched because I'm not responsible for it. But I can tell you that when I was in the government, I was I had white knuckles because yeah. of the nature of the threats. But it's so much more difficult today because of what we have seen, not just over the last two weeks, but that certainly has riveted our attention. But because of this growth in polarization in the United States and domestic violence and white supremacist groups. So I know looking forward that the members of the, the Biden team who have been nominated or have been appointed are now moving in laser like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements that we've seen overseas, mm -hmm. where they germinate in different parts of a country and they gain strength and it brings together an unholy alliance frequently of religious, ex religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, uh, racists, nativists, uh, even libertarians. And unfortunately, I think there has been this momentum that has been generated as a result of, unfortunately, the demagogic rhetoric of people that just departed government, but also those who continue in the halls of Congress. And so I really do uh, think that the law enforcement, homeland security, intelligence, and even the defense officials are doing everything possible to root out what seems to be a very, very serious and insidious threat to our democracy and our republic. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, you you want to talk about milking an incident for every fucking thing that it's worth, oh, by the I way. Know. And totally, like, here's the thing. The whole thing on the sixth thing at the Capitol, by the way, we went through this, what, last week's show, right? Yeah, yeah. And we went down the hill. This is not a new thing. This is something that you've seen over and over again. Oh, yeah, yeah, with absolutely. a lot of different stuff. Yeah. We saw the riots that were going on around the country where you had groups that were, for, for 30 days, were making autonomous zones in, right. in major American cities. Right. Where, where you hear, like, when you saw, like, how many people died during all that, all those different kinds of, out, those, those, um, those, look, they were protesting. Definitely more than at the Capitol. Definitely more than at the Capitol. Yeah. And the Capitol thing happened for a couple fucking hours. Right. Like, it wasn't even a whole day. Right. And your response is, we're going to put 50,000 troops. And again, for those who didn't hear before, we went through a list of things that have happened at the Capitol. There's been, in the past 50 years, there's also been a, a, a slew of takeover protests at the Capitol. There's been two shootings. Uh, mass shootings. One of them, uh, you know, they uh, they shot five congressmen back in the 50s. There's been two separate bombings in the 70s and 80s. I mean, this is not anything that they keep saying. It's never happened. It's it's you know it's, it's, it's you know it's just more bullshit from guys who want more power. And, and John Brennan, who is a fucking liar, lied, oh, yeah. testified in front of Congress and lied. Should actually be in John Brennan. For the crimes that he's committed that we know of right. should be in jail right now. Yeah. 
Like he lied in front of Congress and nobody wanted to put him in jail for whatever reason. I don't know, but he is a, a, like, you want to talk about an authoritarian psychopath, disgusting piece of human trash. John Brennan is right. But if you listen to him, if you listen to what they said, look, that thing at the Capitol wasn't a white supremacist thing. Right. It wasn't. It just fucking wasn't. Well, hang on a second. There were definitely white supremacist groups there. Okay, so there was a portion of those people who would, which one? I'm sure which one? I'm sure which one had an affi- look, had an active dude, or dude, official dude, role dude, there. Dude, 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 dude. You cannot deny that a certain percentage of those people were more than likely white supremacists. No, true. Hold on, hold on a second. First off, right. What you're what you said that those people are white supremacists. That there's going to be a certain amount of people that are white supremacists. Right. Totally true. Right. No matter what, though, in any slice of the American population. You're going to cut a certain yeah. percentage that there's going to be people there that are white supremacists. Right. However, there wasn't one group that was associated with it that was officially associated with it that was a white supremacist. However, group. demographically, I can almost guarantee you that there were more white supremacists there than an average cross section of America. Yeah, I mean, I'll that, go with that. I'll and, go with that. And again, they have taken that, and you're also correct. Um, but you can't take it to the other extreme that it wasn't a white supremacist event. There were no white supremacists. You know, it wasn't anything like you can't say that. Okay, but by second, the same t- token, the media can't say this was a, a white supremacist movement that took over the Capitol. It wasn't. It yeah. was a lot of different things to a lot of different people. That's right. That's but right. But the one common ground is they all love Trump. Yes. You know, that, that, it was a Trump rally. Yes. And so if there's, you know, again, I, I still don't think that Trump said anything per se that could get him impeached. It was close, though. But he was <laughs> he oh, walked he, that line. It was man. close. It was yeah. close. I'm not say it wasn't close. It was close. But it was I don't think he went. He went far enough to where he should be. A, he should be impeached for insurrection or whatever. Right. But with that being said. What Brennan and them are doing really is this is and, and again Biden's been saying the same stuff like in his right. inauguration speeches and stuff like that he's talking about how they're now they're now taking the Patriot Act and what they were doing with the Patriot Act oh, yeah. to to international terrorists and they are now going to directly move it to what they're calling domestic terrorists white supremacists but he's mixing libertarians right. with that like here's the thing libertarians are the I mean I guess. Well, he said totalitarians and libertarians. Yeah, and fascists and libertarians. Right. It's like those are polar opposites. Exact opposites. Right. He's trying to list all these group authoritarians. You mean like yourself? Right. You're closer to these people ideologically than I am. Right. There's no getting around that. Oh, without question. You are an authoritarian psychopath. These people are also authoritarian psychopaths. I want none of you in power. Right. I just want to be left alone. Yeah. I I just want to be left alone. But this is what people like John Brennan do because he's not an honest person. That's the thing. It's already been proven. He's lied in front of Congress to the American people about domestic spying. They've already been spying on us. This guy should be in jail, but he's not. Right. But now what are they going to do? Now they're going to go after libertarians. And here's the thing. Libertarians didn't like Trump. They weren't part right. of this thing for the, I mean, don't go wrong. We know Some a couple did, people yeah. that were out there. Yeah. But again, that's a cross section like anything else. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're right. basically the white supremacist cross section of libertarians all went with Trump. <laughs> Not all of them, some of them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but I mean, there were some, look, there were some people there that just liked, you know, and look, there's some people that like Trump that like because of the destruction angle that Trump represents or the anti-establishment I, I angle see, that Trump represents. I could see people being libertarians being swayed by him early when he was had good rhetoric about, you know, re- reducing the power of government and, you know, getting the corruption out of government. I could see a little bit of pull there, but, uh, you know, by by day 20 in office, you probably should have, uh, you know, that shine should have been off the ball. Well, know? yeah, and, 
here's the thing. It should be definitely off the ball right now. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. If you still support him, you, you, the fi- you don't understand libertarian ideology The at final all. numbers came out, by the way. And the okay. final number is, under Donald Trump's watch, the national debt increased by 7.8 trillion with a fucking T dollars. That's it, huh? How much more did you want, man? Oh, I, I actually, I mean, that is just an insane, insane number. Um, but it's uh, it's actually lower than I would have expected. <laughs> I would expect it to be closer to 10. I, that probably does not include uh, the Fed monetary policy. That's just the uh, direct uh, deficit spending, I would assume. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah because if so. you include the Fed monetary policy, it's it's got to be way higher than that. I got gotcha. you. Know? So when Trump was inaugurated in January 20th of 2017, the national debt stood at about $19.9 trillion. Right. As he leaves office this month, the national debt has grown to about $27.7 trillion. Right. An increase of 39.2%. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, fiscal conservatives, uh, you know, <laughs> rejoice. <laughs> but they don't care about that anymore. We've talked about that repeatedly. Somehow, when Trump got elected, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like when a Republican wins, um, all of a sudden, all the fiscal conservatives stop understanding accounting. And it's kind of like when a Democrat wins, all of a sudden, all the anti-war left st- stops understanding why war is bad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's really it's so amazing that we really don't have actual very few people in this country have actual, you know, died in the wool, carved in stone ideologies. They don't have beliefs per se. They just follow a certain group and they want to make sure that that group is in power. And once that group's in power, it doesn't matter what the outcome is as long as the group retains power. I mean, that's really from my perspective what it seems like because I've watched it over and over and over again where, you know, once a, a, you know, team blue or team red wins a big election, all of those ideologies that they, you know, raved about and harped on uh, through the entire campaign just go out the window. And that was totally, totally proven uh, with Trump's uh, promises to uh, weed out corruption, which never happened. Uh, In fact, I think corruption was probably even greater than it was during the Obama administration. And the Obama administration was pretty fucking bad. Um, And, uh, you know, fiscal responsibility, that just, (laughs) none of that. Went right out the window. I, I mean, just like, they even all stopped talking about it. Oh, they did. Yeah. But you know why too? Because the group stopped talking about it too. I right. remember. I remember telling a story about one of the last places I went to speak at where they were just like, "Oh, nobody cares about the debt anymore." Yeah. Yeah. Like they and they really that, didn't care. And they and they would say that in a way in which they didn't find that that was a like they didn't find that that in and of itself was the problem. Right. You know, it was more of the problem that well, you're still talking about it and nobody else is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, where were you? <laughs> and the funny thing is, in a way, I agree them. Uh, agree with them. The debt lo- no longer matters, uh, but I have uh, uh, different reasons for believing that. I want the U.S. dollar to collapse. Yeah. So um, the the debt growing is, uh, from my perspective now at this point, a good thing. So Trump, I think, has been a wonderful president in that regard. <laughs> Because if your objective is to actually collapse the uh, fiat U.S. dollar, uh, then, yeah, I mean, he's really he advanced the ball for us quite a bit. (laughs) I guess you're right. You're right. He did. He did do that. And I hope Biden, uh, you know, doubles down on it and keeps uh, my I think Biden's going to double down. Keeps my government cheese checks coming. I mean, I think I think. Well, here's the thing. Well, this is the first time that. Well, hold on. We've already seen now that the Biden administration. Right. And the Democrats in its in, in their entirety have also lied. They've shown their first campaign promise lie. Right. Because they said that 
elect these two senators to Washington, D.C. in Georgia, and you're going to get your $2,000 stimulus checks. Oh, is that not happening now? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, you're kidding. No, it's Oh, I'm not. fucking marching on Washington. <laughs> They're only going to... Here's the thing. They've backed it off now to where it's going to be $1,400, and oh. it probably won't happen until maybe March. Oh, okay. If well, it happens at all. The the fourteen the additional 1400 was always... That was kind of like a gray area. Are they saying an additional 2000 or they're just going to take it to a total yeah. of, of 2000 yeah. But now it's not till March, huh? I guess so. Oh, you bitches. Yeah, somebody call Bernie Sanders. He needs to take the mittens off and <laughs> take the mittens, <laughs> take off. the mittens off and start fighting for us. God, Come on. Always, we need it. We need a socialist right doesn't now. Doesn't He always look like a miserable old fucking bastard. Yeah, by the way, he totally he does. Always looks so miserable. He looks exactly like he sounds. Yes. You know, I mean, he is almost a caricature of himself, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen, I've been seeing that meme everywhere. Yeah. I you know, I, I just happened though. to go on, on Facebook for like 20 minutes a day and I saw Bernie Sanders. I didn't even know it was a thing. I saw the Bernie Sanders meme with the mittens on like 50 times, you know, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, so that's what I'm wondering is, uh, you know, there's another possibility, another way I'd be okay with if, if Biden all of a sudden realizes he needs to be a fiscal conservative and that, uh, you know, the, the left that's expecting all these checks, they actually storm Washington and try to burn it down. That would be a good thing too. So yeah. either way, you know, I got to tell you, the outcome of all of this just makes me incredibly happy. It seems like it. It as, seems like you're very as happy. long as it lead, leads towards, you know, uh, the collapse of the federal government or, you know, uh, a whole bunch of unrest. Uh, I'm, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> and for the record, you know, I don't want John Brennan to take this out of context uh, for us. I do not support or condone any type of violence whatsoever towards the federal government. I will never participate in it. I will not encourage it. Uh, you know, I will not promote it. However, when it happens, I sure am happy. <laughs> I find it highly enjoyable. You do find it highly enjoyable. I do. I do. That's a good and, thing. And I, you know, here's the thing. I can I, understand. I, I root for any type of, you know, I see Molotovs and I see angry crowds and I'm like, I don't care what you're <laughs> here about. I don't care if it's BLM. I don't care if it's pro-Trump. You you folks go, man. Go. I got you. I got you. I'm, I got your back. I'm going to sit here on my sofa and watch and have a cocktail. <laughs> Oh, but let man. me ask you a question. Do you enjoy watching riots and government destruction more than football? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do, don't you? I do. I do. Even like, even like right now where the Bucks are one game away from going to the I Super know, Bowl. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. You are pretty excited. Yeah, about I'm pretty that. excited about that. I mean, it's, it's not BLM burning down a police station, but it's still pretty cool. <laughs> it's not BLM burning down a police station, but it's still yeah, pretty cool. It, it's not the dude stealing Nancy Pelosi's podium, but, you know, it's close. It's close. The Super Bowl might be that. He took a stand. Yeah, he took he a took stand. A, he took a he stand. Took a stand. <laughs> it's a great cover, by the way. I enjoyed you that. You know, I'm looking at all the different covers, by the way, and I do think that the... The cover we did last week of Mike Lindell and Donald Trump hugging with the MyPillow logo is probably, might might now be my favorite one. Oh, really? Like, because it was just so funny. Well, we've had a lot of classic ones, I think. There's but, been some good ones, yeah. but like that one was really funny, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I really, you were opposed to it at first. I was. I had to, I had to really sell I you was, on that I one. was. But, yeah. but now that, when I saw that one picture, though, that kind of, like... It would, when you had the Mike Lindells hugging other things, you were you were just like, oh, I don't know. But when he was hugging Trump, 
and it was just like look, it looked like such a warm embrace. Like it I'll was bet a beautiful you, thing. It's possible that could have happened. That could have been a real photo. Yeah, yeah. like it could have happened. <laughs> like I know that that one wasn't real, but like yeah. it could have happened. Though. So uh, hang on, I'm going back to Trump, and I, I I will very much be glad when we can get past talking at all about Trump. But going back to Trump, uh, didn't we make a bet? That he would pardon Assange or Snowden or uh, we didn't Ross. Bet on that. We, we didn't, didn't bet on that. We didn't bet on that. Oh, okay. I thought we did at some point. I, if, if hold on, if we did bet on that, I would have taken the negative on that one. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, and, and I will say this too. By the way, we discussed it. You're right. I don't think we bet on it. I yeah, think yeah. we just discussed it. What a scumbag for not fucking pardoning those people, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. I really was hoping that he would, but but you know, and and who does he uh who does he pardon? Uh what's his name? Steve who, Bannon. Yeah, Steve Bannon, who actually ripped off his supporters. Yes. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. He literally he literally defrauded and embezzled from the Trump supporters. Yeah. And he pardons him. You know, it goes to show you folks, there was your swamp right there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> swamp remains full. Fucking Steve Bannon. I what know. a scumbag, by the way. I you know. want to talk about another fucking scumbag. That guy's another scumbag. Him and John Brennan. I'd like to see him and John Brennan in, cage a, match. in a cage match, but to have an injury where they both die. Uh, well, in, in both of them in a cage match with a tiger that hasn't been fed for two weeks. Oh, good call. Good <laughs> yeah. call. Good call. So you don't care if they fight or work together just as long as they get eaten and mauled to death. Yeah. Yeah. That would be all right. Yeah. And again, I don't support or condone that, but I would watch. <laughs> would you pay for that? I would like, pay would for that. Pay yes. For that watching? would be a pay-per-view event. That's for me. a pay-per-view yes. event. Huh? <laughs> it's like UFC. Right. Right. <laughs> Much better than a, you know, a 50 year old Tyson fight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh uh, shit. So, but you, but you, so you're going to watch the Bucks game on Sunday then? Yeah. Yeah. You Do keep, you think they're going to win? Uh, I hope they're going to win as a diehard Bucks fan. Literally. I've been a, a Bucks fan since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, always been my first team, no matter what, uh, through all the ups and downs. Um, so, yes, I absolutely hope they're going to win, but they got to go to Green Bay. And historically, man, we do really bad in cold temperatures. Um, you know, there's a stat out there that our winning percentage when it's below 40 degrees, it's like I think it's under 20 percent or something. I mean, it's just horrendous. Yeah. Um, so, but then again, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, have changed this season and having Brady does make a difference. You know, I was opposed to that initially, but I've had to come around because, you know, he is the goat and he still is showing he's proven himself to, he's still the goat. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt about that guy's incredible. Um, I was on the, you know, we should have given Jameis more time because I think he could be a hall of famer. Um, but, uh, you know, now at this point, it's like you, you have to acknowledge what his presence has done to the team. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. His leadership, uh, you know, just there's a I think every time the Bucks get on the field, it's like, well, we got Brady. So there's always a chance we're going to win. You know, we got a good shot of winning. Yeah. Um, can they do that in Green Bay? Man, I don't know. That's a big hurdle. But if they do, it's going to be amazing because we're going to have a home field advantage for the Super Bowl. Which when is the that first happen? time that that's ever happened, by yeah. the way. And as uh, some of you new listeners, if you don't know, we do broadcast from the Tampa Bay area. It's our home hometown. So, you know, that's that's why we're talking that because we do have, you know, national, international listeners. So Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, quite, quite a few, apparently. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we are diehard Bucks fans here. So, I go mean, Bucks. If, if I was going to care about a sports Fuck team. all you Wisconsin people. <laughs> you cheese eaters. <laughs> We're going to kick your ass. They have good cheese, though. 
They do have good cheese, and I have a lot of friends from Wisconsin. Curds are, the curds are good. The curds are good. Curds are good. They're really good. In fact, I just had some cheese curds at Culver's this week. Did you really? Yeah. You know, they, that was the first time I had them there, and they're, they're yeah, pretty good, but their burgers are I mean, are for phenomenal. fast food place. For fast food place, yeah, it was, it was good. They're, Culver's burgers are phenomenal, though. Yeah. One of the best in fast food. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Have you not tried them? I've had Culver's burgers before. They're a little too sloppy for me. Oh, that's good, man. I don't like it that sloppy. You know what it reminds me of? It I, like it, I like it tighter. It reminds me of my step-granddaddy's place in Abbeville, Alabama, Pops Pool Hall. Okay? Yeah. And they mo- used to make burgers there uh, that were just like that. They're so good. You know, that, that kind of, oh, man, just awesome. So, yeah, Culver's is really good. Yeah. You know what I miss, though? What a burger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I took that trip, when I took They that, disappeared out of this area. Well, yeah, yeah. They don't they're not around here anymore. But when I took the trip across the country, right. I went to Whataburgers over in uh Texas. Texas and California. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, did you try that was a good ass burger. You know, I when I've gone to California, I've never had the opportunity to have an in and out burger. And everybody says in and out burger is amazing. Have you ever had an in and out burger? On that same trip, we yep. stopped by In N Out Burger. And and I gotta tell you it wasn't anywhere near the level that I, I've heard some of the same stuff about the In-N-Out Burger. Right. But it was, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special. Like it really wasn't anything special. You know, it didn't taste special. It was, I mean, here's the thing. It was a, it was a deep, hold on. It was a decent burger. Right. It wasn't a crazy good burger either. Right. Now I only had one. So, and it was a long, it was a long line to get through it anyway. And it was a little bit of a trip to get through it. But, and I, I did have some expectations, but it just didn't it didn't do it for me that's the thing that i consistently hear from from west coast people they just rave about in and out burger but from east coast people they're like eh, it's okay it was pretty good you know i think really that uh east coast people just know more about burgers than west coast people you, look i'll tell you you know a burger i like by the way you know a burger i think is 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 maybe not the best but is is maybe a little bit underrated hang is on checker Oh, yeah. I, okay. Here's the thing about checkers, though. They used to be fantastic, and it seems universally, at least the ones around here, have slipped quite a bit recently. They don't to- toast their buns as well. This, the burgers aren't seasoned as well. They're, they're, they're slipping. I think they're on their way out, unfortunately. You think they're on their way out? Yeah. Yeah. When you start cutting corners like that, the things that really made you unique... Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's when you're on your way out. Mm, that could be the case. Yeah. But what yeah. a burger though, boy, that was a what good a burger, burger. Phenomenal. Uh, Culver's I think might be the best. And the reason I brought that up is I think they're from Wisconsin. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know that. I'm pretty sure that's where they originated. They started growing a lot around here too. And yeah. I, I, I don't get a lot of orders from Culver's when I was doing, when I was doing, cause I still do Uber Eats sometimes. I don't do as much. I haven't been doing as much lately, but I do get some Culver's orders. Right. Not many though. You're listening to uh, fast food connoisseur with Alex and Adrian. <laughs> How do we get into this topic? We do this all the time. We just sidetrack ourselves. You we, know? we talk about the now Bucks we're talking games. about the. Oh wait, what about Five Guys? Okay, I actually get a lot of orders. I do a lot of orders from Five Guys. That's like when you want six pounds of food. It, it's just so much. Have food. you seen the? Do you see what they do with? Do you know what they do with the fries at Five Guys? Uh, what do you mean? Well, okay. they put them in a like a their own bag. They're no, giant. No. So bag. here's what they do. Hmm. So let's say you order a thing. You get a cup of the fries, and they put the cup of fries right. in the bag. Right. And then they put all the rest of the stuff in the bag. Right. And then what they do is they take a scoop of the fries and they just throw the scoop in the bag <laughs> yeah. on top of everything. Right. Yeah. That's that's you how you get an extra scoop at Five Guys no matter what. Yeah. You get literally you order a small fries and you get like a a, a pound of French fries. You get a, <laughs> you the, the equivalent of a McDonald's supersize extra large fry. Yeah. Is what you get. Yeah. 
Now I've had and I've had burgers from Five Guys too, by the way. But I got to tell you, for the money, like Five Guys seems expensive. Well, and the burger wasn't that good. It was it was good. They're good. I mean, it's a it's a big thick burger, you yeah. know. But the thing about it is, is all of the good burgers, you know, these days you can't go to a fast food joint and have a a really quality burger without spending you know eight to eleven bucks. Oh yeah, that's kind of your range. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get it delivered. You're what seventy five. <laughs> you know, I've still never had food delivered other than pizza. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm not going to do it. Ah, don't do it then. Not going to do it. Don't, you don't have to. Fucking. Wouldn't be prudent. No problem, Boomer. Not at this juncture. No problem, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Boomer. Yeah, that, that definitely is the boomerish of me. You know, no, actually, it's it's the, the cheap-ass motherfucker in me because I'm not going to pay an extra, you know, I'm not going to double the price of my fast food meal just to have it delivered. No, no, no. I, here's the thing. I actually do agree with you on that one. Right. Because I look at it like I've delivered things that I've got 10 bucks to pay to deliver, and I'm like... Why didn't you just go to the store and get that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like, got six bucks worth of food fuck. here. You paid ten dollars to have it delivered. Yeah, it's like to me that's just it like happens a, all the no time. Value right there. It happens there. all, and it's a. The thing is, is I always, I always find it funny. Is it, it varies like the kind of home and whether somebody's rich or poor. Right. Because I'll deliver to super rich houses. Right. And I'll deliver to trailers. Right. Like I and, and, and everyone in between. Well, I, I can guarantee you that the reason that a lot of those people are living in trailers is because they're willing to pay eighteen dollars for a Big Mac and fries. You know what I'm saying? You know what's weird? Okay, so every once in a while, like I'll get like an order from like a Hooters or something, right? Right. And the Hooters just go into a trailer park all the time. Right. And they always pay extra money for the Hooters, though. Right. Which you know, I feel like I should I should at least bring a picture of a Hooters girl with me, like and just show the picture as I'm doing as I'm delivering the food, just to be able to like kind of make them feel better. Like like if you're gonna if you're gonna pay all this money for Hooters, like, like you you should have at least a because I'm not gonna wear what they're wearing. Like strap a cardboard cutout to yourself as you walk up. Yeah, yeah, and have like a like a like a like on my phone have like a recording of like a, a chick's voice saying, right. "You want some Hooters?" Or, here, here you go, yeah. sweetie. Yeah, here you go, baby. Like. <laughs> Or, that would be a good idea. I bet you get extra tips. <laughs> or sued. Or kicked off the platform. Yeah, probably. If so. I wasn't scared about being kicked off the platform, I'd do it. I think that would be uh, somehow uh, sexually insulting or something like something that. There's definitely a... There's definitely insensitive. A, unless I could get the Hooters girl to do a video for me, where have her like kissing the camera or something like that. Like, oh, that might actually. Here be you good. go, baby. <laughs> you know, if there's any Hooters girls listening, uh, contact Alex. Yes, <laughs> send him over a video yourself so he can do it on Hooters deliveries. Yes. That would be awesome. You could, do, you could do that for Wing House and you know, kind of the, all the other ones that yeah, yeah. Uh, do that sort of thing. You know, yeah. mugs and jugs that. Yeah, you could do it all for all of them too. Okay, yeah. and because I, I used to get, I used to get wing house orders too. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about about. Okay, so Friday night in downtown Newport Ritchie, right? So again, back to the personal story stuff. Okay, so Friday night we're back in downtown Newport Ritchie, and what we do now is we try to go to different places. Now, what we'll always do is like the same thing over and over again. So there's this one place called the Social down there that Danielle and Kelly really like. Is that the restaurant or the bar, or is it both? Well, it is, actually is both. Okay. But it's a there's a restaurant down downstairs side and on the upstairs on the roof there's a bar. Okay, that's the one with the rooftop bar. That's the one okay. with the rooftop bar. So we go there first. But that place is always super busy. Right. And it's if anything more than a thirty minute wait, and we're not going, we're going somewhere else. Right. So we went there last night, and we went down to that place first, and the thirty five minute was the wait. So we're like, well, we're not staying. And I was in a good mood anyway. I wasn't in a bad mood or anything. So the next place we go to though is this sushi place. 
Now, Danielle doesn't eat seafood, but she can find like a steak there or something like that. Right. But so I didn't we, think you were a sushi fan. I'm not a sushi fan, but it's a Japanese, basically a Japanese place. So you can get some okay. Japanese like So you can give stuff. it like hibachi stuff. and Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can get okay. stuff like that. But we've never been able to, I've never been able to eat here. And he, and I'm going to give you the reason why. Okay. So we go in there. The place is not jam-packed full, but it's full. You know, okay. there's a lot of people there. The thing about it is this, though. We're standing there. No one else is standing there. And we're waiting. Right. You know, like, you know, let's, for somebody to wait on us. We were passed by the wait staff for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. By probably 20 times. Really? By wait staff. No, no, I get 10 times by wait staff. Okay. Our existence wasn't even acknowledged. Well, did you grab somebody? No. Here's the thing. It was so empty in that area. And the way that you would get the waitresses going in and out are having like, I'm standing almost in the way. Right. So I thought that doing any more than that would be rude. Okay. You have to under, well, no, no, you, you, you should have grabbed someone and I'll tell you why that chances are that someone that you probably had multiple wait staff that all thought the other person had that table. That's probably more than likely what it was. It wasn't that they you were being ignored. It's that waiter A thought waiter B, you know, had it, and waiter B thought waiter C had it. Well, here's the thing. Hmm. At the counter, there was also two people at the counter. Right. Also not acknowledging our existence. No one there was another dude there and that was it. Right. Like there was another dude that was there. And we were there for probably ten minutes just waiting. Right. And we weren't our existence wasn't even acknowledged. Well, that's fucking Asians too. Well, I think that but there were some but <laughs> fucking Asians, some white man. people were working there though. <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah, there were some white people working wow. there. Like one or two, but wow. only one or white two. White people ignored you? Yes. Wow. So that's some hardcore shit a, right there, man. Is, but this is a, like Danielle's also been in this place like three or four times and has never been able to actually sit down to eat. That like, we've given it a chance because we want because I'm like right. Like part of me is thinking like this food's got to be the fucking bomb because it's still really busy and it, we're not doing anything special for you to be an asshole to us for. Right. So you got to be an asshole to other people too. Right. So like man, what the this food's got to be so great. It's, it's it basically it's it, the place probably just has a soup Nazi. You know, kind of mentality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, if you if you want the food, you got to deal with that. Now, are you sure it's not a place that you counter order? Yes, yes, it's not a place. Definitely that you not counter a counter order. order. No, no, it's place. not a counter order. Place. Okay, it's definitely not a counter order place. All right. As we were leaving, I think that one of the ladies was so saying on. sorry, maybe, but I don't even know for sure because it was so it was at low. Like again, we weren't acknowledged. Like like if somebody walks by, hey, somebody will get you in a minute, and then right, exactly. Not even that. Like it wasn't. There was no exi- There was no acknowledgement that we were alive human beings in and a they, restaurant. And they had plenty of wait staff. That wasn't a problem. It was plenty like, of wait staff. Don't get me wrong. They were busy. I'm not going to say they weren't busy. Right. But ten minutes, you're never that busy. Hmm. Like it, to stop and say, hey, we'll get to you in a minute. We're kind of busy right now. Right. And then move on from there. Yeah. And again, I was in a good mood. I wasn't like, because normally experiences like this will cause me to be angry. Yeah. But, well, you're much better with anger management these days. Yes, you I am getting a lot be. better. Yeah. But and I'm standing there and I'm getting a little, I'm getting irritated. But at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't really want to eat there anyway. There's a bunch of other places downtown that you can eat at. But Kelly and Danielle said, well, let's try this place. So I'm like, okay, let's go try this place out. Right. Even though I kind of knew what was going to happen. I've here's the thing. I've been in this place probably 15 or 20 times that I've picked up food there from Uber eats. Like right. I've done an order and I picked up the food and they're there. quick on that. No, they suck at that oh, all really? day long. Oh, okay. But everyone, but they tip well though. Like the, whoever's getting the meal always gives a good tip. Right. 
Probably so, because they know that it takes forever to get served there. I think that might be the case. And, yeah. the, and, they, and the, like there was one dude, it was a white dude that I used to get old food from there all the time who always had an attitude with me. Right. He And he was like, he was... He used to be like, "Oh, you're here." Like he would say it like that. Right. Like it, like totally a dick. Well, uh, he was a little kid too. Like I actually would like to beat the fuck out of this kid. Yeah. But. Well, let me ask you a question. And, and here's something I find interesting: is if you were going in there for business as an Uber Eats driver, if you were going in there and they were like not acknowledging you, you're going to grab someone and say, "Hey, you know what's going on here?" That's true. Right. No, no, no. That's but true. you wouldn't do that personally, which is interesting. Yeah, you because know, I'm thinking if I sit down at a restaurant and, and and this is seat yourself or were you seated? No, no, no. This is you have to be wait to be seated. Okay, so you were actually seated. No, no, we were waiting to be seated. Oh, you were standing up. You hadn't been seated at a table. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were sitting at a table. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a whole different story, man. You're just waiting to be seated. You know, but we were there for 10 minutes. Where, did you see any open tables? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like there was, a, here's the thing. There was only like two open tables, right? But there were two of them. Yeah. Well, I would, I would grab someone that that's the difference. I would say, Hey man, hey, I, you know, how long we got to wait here? Okay. So, and here's the other thing. Look, Danielle and Kelly hate sometimes going out to eat with me because I'll have an attitude and I'll be in a bad mood right. and I'll cause a scene that they'll think I'll cause a scene. Right. And sometimes I have you caused do. scenes <laughs> and I have, yeah. So what I'm trying to do is, especially on nights where like I'm making it a point to, to be, to do like something special. The ones that you're trying them. to get some later. Well, I wasn't even necessarily trying to do that. Cause no, no, I actually absolutely wasn't trying to do that. Cause I was going to, I went to my brother-in-law's house after that. So you get some there? Uh, no. Okay. I, just, I just checking. I, I don't know with that whole thing with the hugging and the Chick-fil-A. I wasn't sure. Man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. So, but so when I, when I, when I know we're going to do downtown Newport Richie, we're going to do something like a little, you know, nice little time. Right. I'm trying to be good about right. it. Right. You're trying to so not, I'm trying you know, to not cause a problem, but sure. this is where yeah. I, I don't understand what halfway means. So I either have to, <laughs> like, I have to not do anything at all, or I have to do everything. Because if I do anything, then they, they always get mad because it's right. like, what, no matter what I said, I didn't say it nicely to the staff or whatever. Right. right. So, but we left, ended up leaving there. Then we went to this place called Herschel Scratch Kitchen, which made really good food. So that was, you know. So it worked out in the long run. Oh, yeah. No, no. It, well, here's the thing. Downtown New Richie, man, when it comes to food, it'll always work out. Like, you'll find, like, they got a taco place down there. Oh, yeah. They got all kinds of stuff down there. They yeah. got Bourbon Street, you know, Bourbon on Main, which has, like, my favorite downtown dish, which actually is just a Caesar salad and jambalaya. I got to go have a night out there one time. Oh, I've you never should. really done that. You oh, know? you should. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Like, so. it, you know, most of the places are redone now. You know, they, they look good. There's oh, yeah. A, it looks fantastic. Uh, me and the wife drove through there the other day, but we didn't stop anywhere. The, the only thing that sucks about it now, though, is that it's so nice in some places that places that you used to be able to like, like I could sit down and have a cigar at that I can't anymore. Right. So if I want to actually go into a place and have a cigar, I have to only go to the cigar bar. Right. So, which is the, you know, we've talked about that before, which is the homage to uh, the homage to uh, government employees. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember I talked about how the status bar. Where they had all the cop oh, and the yeah, fire yeah, yeah. guy right, logos right, right, right. and stuff up there. I got gotcha. you. So yeah. that's yeah. that's what flags that with all kinds of different lines. You know, the latest thing I'm seeing is the flag with the blue line and the red line now. Oh, you haven't so. seen the okay, they have one now that's blue, red, yellow, and green. What's yellow and green? I think the green is the military and I think the yellow might be EMS. Oh really? I think that's what it is. I don't know for sure though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Hey, you know, I tell you what, all you firefighters and EMTs out there, and, and my son is one of them, you need to get the fuck off that bandwagon. <laughs> don't don't play that. Take that fucking red stripe flag off your car, okay? I just you look like an asshole. I don't understand because I know a lot of these people that have these flags, and I love firefighters and I love EMTs, and you know, I think they do a great service. But 
you know, don't start sucking your own dick over it. Okay. <laughs> you know. I, here's the thing. What I don't understand is a lot of these people that have these flags would be the first one to tell you about like not burning a flag or how to properly care right. for a flag. Yeah. Don't let it touch your ground. And like, like the flag code itself. Right. Right. And then when they have the flag code itself, how this, these flags, which are absolutely a violation oh, to the flag code. Clearly. Like, yeah. It's not even close. Right. And somehow this one's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, it, nothing I, I makes view, sense anymore, like, man. You know what the funny thing is? I view that burning a flag actually shows, it doesn't show maybe by the person, but the beautiful thing about this country right. is the fact that you can burn its flag and right. not go to jail over it. Right. Like, I think that that's a, like, I view that as like. It, well, it's barely. I mean, it's it's at this point, it's barely. You well, know what I'm it saying? It is a little bit barely. Uh, that has had to go to the Supreme Court a few times. You know. Well, well, here's the thing though. They just that one guy from the leader of the Proud Boys guy, that that Spanish guy, just they were he was part of like stealing a, a Black Lives Matter flag, burned it, and I think they they arrested him in D.C. for it. Well, he stole someone's property. Yeah. 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 Well, that's I mean, true. That's, yeah, that's, that's a different story. No, no, that's true. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. That, that is a differentiation that I should. Make. Yeah. If if someone comes and steals your flag and burns it, that's a different story than if someone buys a flag and burns their own property. Yeah. You know. I just I really I, I have such little problem. Like, I don't like it necessarily if somebody's burning a flag, but like at the same time, I view it as like, that's the great thing about America is that you can do that. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, the flag does not hold nearly the same emotional connection to me that it used to. Yeah. I, I got to say that. It's like, uh, uh, to, uh, and I, it, it actually, it hurts me to even say this. It pains you. It does. It does in a way. Um, you know, but it's like, uh, to me, it's just a, another symbol of government. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that's what it's become. And so I kind of like understand where <laughs> it's funny because I hate the concept that you have things like schools not flying the flag because it's offensive to some people or not letting someone wear a flag t-shirt or something like that yeah. because some people yeah, yeah. may be offended by it. I hate that. It is the most ridiculous, screwed up thing in the world. But by the same token, yeah, I kind of get it for totally opposite reasons. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, no, no. That's got, we're in that like we get yeah. in this position all the time where, it, it, okay, I remember. I, were, were you with us that night? Maybe you weren't with us that night. That we were doing a we were doing um uh, what was that show called Off the Rails? Okay, yeah. And James Metacroft called in. Oh no. Uh -uh. Okay, so Metacroft called in and he was and we were kind of doing like you know libertarian what if kind of policy things, and he had a neighbor that was making too much noise, and he was wondering if it was libertarian to call the cops on that neighbor. Right. Because he was he was having a little bit of a back and forth on it because he's like, well, the guy is kind of infringing on my ability to sleep and stuff like that. Go talk to him. But at the same time, yeah, but what should he do? Should he just go confront him or should he call the cops? Well, somebody beat them to the punch of calling the cops. And then his response was, well, should I videotape this to make sure that the cops don't do anything <laughs> <Yes>. wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Which was the greatest thing. At the same time, like we're having this discussion about this. He's like, oh, shit, the cops are here. Should I start recording? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you should. Oh, God. For me to call the cops on someone, it would have to be really a serious property crime or a you know a, a life or death situation that i couldn't deal with yeah you know, i mean for me to call the cops on anybody for any reason i don't care what's going on i ain't ever calling the cops on someone for playing their stereo too loud yeah yeah that yeah. just there's there's no way that that is even remotely in my code of ethics yeah you know so i might over go over there and chew your ass out 
And if you don't turn it down, I'm not going to, you know, like kill you over it. But, you know, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm going to be annoyed and I'm going to let you know, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, at that point, then you're going to try to find some kind of way to revenge. Nah, probably not. Like you have, speaker, I forget you're you. going to get speak. No, no. If they keep doing it though, then you're going to get speakers on your end, and you're going to put speakers facing them, and then it's a whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And plus, my taste in music might might really upset them. I would imagine so because <laughs> your taste in music is, uh, and, and it's kind of off. Yeah, occasionally, not really. It's, some it's, of the stuff it's playing, all over the place. Some of the stuff you've been playing lately is you you listen to country music. You have no. No what point. do you mean? Country music is great music. Old country music is great music. The new country pop stuff. Oh my God. It's just so I, hideous. I wouldn't call Chris Stapleton new country pop. Uh, he's really borderline, man. Oh, come on. He's yeah. no, that's not true. That's not even, that's, that's wrong. He you ain't, should, you, he ain't Waylon it, and Willie and the boys. Take it back. Take that back. He's closer. He's closer to them than a lot of other people. Are. Uh, he's kind of like a, he's like a gateway drug. You know, he's a gateway drug to, to uh, country pop. Did you ever hear that um, that mashup they made of how formula country songs are today? It's like they take like eight different country songs and overlap them, and they're identical. You can't tell that it's not one song. That's how close they are. Wow. I'm going to pull that. We're going to listen to that in the second hour. Really? I'm gonna, yes. I'm going to pull that, that audio because I want you to hear it. Because once you hear it, you're going to realize how formulaic and how overproduced and how bullshit country music really is today today i mean the the classic country is a different story and i like um you know like uh, a, a lot of the outlaw and dark countries type stuff there's some good stuff the stuff that's more towards the blues or the actual um you know the the appalachian sound and things like that that's the real stuff but what i'm talking about is the stuff that gets heavy rotation airplay on the country channels these days it's just horrendous and you like some of that stuff Guys like Chris Stapleton, I like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like And so does my youngest kid as he's wearing his Bass Pro Shops hat. Bass Pro Shops hat? Yeah. Yeah. But actually, I I can't fault him for that because he says the reason he has a Bass Pro Shops hat is because he can get them for like three bucks. (laughs) (laughs) They sell them for dirt cheap. That's true. I will say this, though. So my Oyster City hat. That's seen better days. That brim is Yeah, but look at that, though. Look at that, though. That's a good look. I mean, that is a good time right there. Look yeah. at look at how that looks right there. Oh, I got one far better than that. This, You know, I got this during your campaign. I kind of remember. That was one of the breweries we went to, yeah, right? Yeah, Apalachicola. Well, no, no. This isn't one we had an event at, though. Okay. We had it at a different event in Apalachicola. Okay. But we didn't. But we, we just didn't go to Oyster City. Yeah, could, and you wanted to get a, a, a hat from that place, but they didn't have them or something, and... So you had to go somewhere else and get the they hat. They didn't have a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like this one, like this is a good I hat. I actually remember that. Yeah, this is yeah. a good hat. Like this was a good time. Like I'm really happy with this hat. That was an Apalachicola. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, one of the people, one of the people that was at that event actually was one of the people storming the Capitol. Really? Yes. Yes. And again, I'm not going to name names, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. I, tell you, I, yeah. I just can't understand how people got caught up in that. I know. I know. Crazy. Well, and also how you take hey, pictures of that. Like <laughs> you guys all got busted hey, after the fact hang, because hang you guys were taking pictures hang of yourselves. Like fucking dumb. Storm in the Capitol so is, is always a good time. But the, 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 the thing I can't understand is the, the rationality, the, the reason behind why they did it to <laughs> like, you know, overthrow an election and, you know, keep their guy in power. 
you know. Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Like, like yeah. it was going to work. <laughs> well, not only that, like, it's like, why would you think this would work? <laughs> you know, all you didn't you folks say something about you liked the Constitution kind of thing, and you know, I mean, that's kind of like, like that, what the yeah, fuck? It's it's kind of the antithesis of it. You're fucking you so know? stupid. Yeah, I know. I know. It was like again. You look back and you're like, why did you think that was going to work? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, another thing. It's it's just you know if that. That was the insurgency. If that was the the so-called civil war, I, I weep for this country. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, you couldn't even you couldn't even take that place for twenty four hours. Thomas Jefferson's rolling over in his grave because he's like, that's what you fuckers got. Yeah. When I said water the tree of liberty, I didn't mean steal a fucking podium and put don't your put feet a, up on a don't, desk. Don't put a drop on it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, get your shit together, motherfuckers. Get in there. Get the you business know? working. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I just, know. why did you think, that, and, and again, it, to watch the reaction from the media, and we talked about earlier in the show with Brennan right. and stuff like that, but if you're going to do that shit, then earn it. Like, this response now is what we got because of your dumbasses. Well, let me ask you this, because obviously this is a country that is very divided right now, and whether <laughs> they're, they're divided for all the wrong reasons, in my opinion, um, and both sides are just, you know, for the most part, morons. But do you think that things from this point forward, now that, uh, you know, our Messiah has been elected, uh, you know, at least from the left's perspective, the last Messiah is on the way out. Um, do you think now things are going to get worse or they're going to get better? What do you think? Okay. In what aspect are you talking about things getting worse or things getting better? Just are you talking general. about polarization between the yeah. both sides? Are we more likely or less likely to actually have more violence and the potential of like a real insurrection in this country? I think there's less likelihood of that happening. You think there's less? And huh? I let me tell you why I think there's less. For the most part, the right does not protest the way that the left protests that when you saw like the tea party rallies and stuff like that around right. the country, well, that's, you didn't really, well, let I me mean, get, the capital was an indication. Let me, let me get to that. Let Go me ahead. get to that. So typically in the past, you would not have seen, you would never have thought in a million years that what happened in the capital was possible to happen from those groups because that's a good point. Yeah. You, you wouldn't expect the violence there. So, but here's the thing. Do you know who else didn't expect the violence? The Capitol Police. Right. And now that they've had a taste of it, if there is another rally like that there, that the Capitol Police will now be more ready. Because if anything, police are definitely reactionary to things, not pro. They're not necessarily proactive on certain things. They are reactive in certain aspects. Right. They become proactive for the next to prevent the next one. But that's after already they already got bit for something else. Well, with, uh, you know, with with Biden's attitude uh, towards the right at this point and, you know, like some of the comments that John Brennan made, do you think that the, um, you know, the the outward aggression towards them because we used to see a lot of this like for example we saw a lot of this during the clinton administration and this is when uh you like know, waco and ruby ridge yes, stuff like that okay. yes so do you think that that sort of thing is going to um you know is it going to squash the right-wing movement or is it going to embolden them you know the fact that they're they're being targeted and attacked again 
Well, I think it's going to. I think the because talking they point had on a the four-year right. period where they were not only not attacked, uh, they were basically supported. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. From the the top levels of government. Now we're going the polar opposite of that. They are going to be the pariah. Yeah. I think that you're going to have. I think they're going to be emboldened. I think that you're going to have the government attack, but they're only going to do so much. And there's only so much they can manufacture. Right. Because like some of these, like most of these groups aren't going to be doing anything. Just like up there at the Capitol, most of those people didn't storm the Capitol. Right. Not everybody did it. It was a very small number of people. Yeah. And and again, the people we talk about, I don't know if they actually went inside the Capitol or not, but they were like right there. Yeah. Yeah. So they were at least on the, you know, the steps. They were Capitol adjacent. Yes. (laughs) Capitol adjacent. Very good. Yeah. So, so you think it's 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 less likely that we're going to have more violence in the future? I here's the thing. I think that the media is going to overplay it because they need to have the bad guy and Trump's going to be going away. Right. So in that aspect, I think the media is going to overhype it, but I think in actuality it's not going to be as much, but I think everybody's going to use this. Everybody's going to use this to their advantage. Like the people that are against Brennan, like the people on the right are going to use the fact, well, you're being attacked. This is why you need to support us. Right. And the people on the left of is like, well, we have to go after these domestic terrorists because of what they're doing. Right. Like the talking points are going to get ramped up to try to ramp people up. Yeah. But I just don't think that you have the same tendency for violence on the right that you do on the left. Hmm. And not even on the left, because the Antifa, the Antifa stuff up in like last week of the, in Portland, like they went after the Democrat headquarters. But that wasn't Trump people. That was the anti. That was Antifa that did right. it though. Like right. it's they're not happy either. Like there's the the fringe groups on the left still aren't happy. Right. Like they don't like Biden either. They're they're happy that Trump's gone, but they don't like Biden either. Right. So they they're going to act out, and you're going to see that kind of violence. Now, what's going to be the Democrats' response to that violence? Are they going to let it go? They haven't did anything about the Antifa stuff. Like, you know, John Brennan didn't call them, uh, you know, insurgents. Yeah. He didn't call them insurgents. Right. Brennan went after the right. I mean, that's what Brennan's going to do, though. Yeah. The the liar that he is. But, you know, if only the extremists on the left and the right could get together. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you see that. Yeah. At one of the rallies up there in D.C., you had Black Lives Matter guy get on the stage with the Trump stuff. Right. And, you know, basically saying we like this, we like this, we like this. And, you know, we should all get together. Yeah. That's probably their greatest fear. It's the American people against the established order is really what it comes down to. And that's really what I wish more Americans understood is is really it's, it's not about what your politics are. It's about less power or more power. And who do you want to have the power? You want the government to have the power? Or you want the people to have the power? And that's really the bottom line. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to have like? Do you want to be able to live your life as you see fit, as right. long as you're not hurting anybody else, or do you want to be able to control your neighbor? Yeah. Because that really is what it's coming down to. Exactly. Which is why I think people that live in homeowners associations shouldn't be allowed to vote. Yeah. And and again, it, it, <laughs> probably calling the cops on your neighbor for for playing music too loud is the perfect example of what separates a you know someone like me from your average person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to use the force of government for anything ever. Yeah. You know, period. End of story. But uh, that's it for our first hour. And since we got so far rambling on things like, you know, what's going on in downtown Pasco. Um, <laughs> we didn't downtown get to, Newport Ritchie. Or yeah, downtown Newport Ritchie. Uh, we didn't get to hardly anything on our list. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of things to talk to uh, talk about in the next hour. Uh, about AI coming to get you. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, one that's right in my wheelhouse. How you're going to live there. after your COVID death. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, how you're going to live on. Uh, and, and Bill Gates doing some really crazy shit. And how about Hank Aaron dying this week? And, uh, you know, what do you think he died from? Well, we're going to get into that in the second hour. So join us on the other side. Unattended Baggage. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Unattended Baggage.